This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio, Sirius XM 111. Here again is Dan Loney. Welcome back to hour number two of Knowledge at Wharton, coming to you from the Reimagine Education Conference here in Philadelphia. Dan Loney, as we are talking with a variety of people from all around the world, looking at the world of education and how, as the title says, it is being reimagined uh, by a variety of different people in a variety of different areas. Coming up here in the second hour of the show, we'll continue to introduce you to a, a wide range of people involved in all aspects of education from around the globe. Well, many of you listening understand that one of the important areas of education moving forward is coding. The need to have the ability to code is one that's seen as integral because of the digital nature of our society, as well as most of the things that we touch every day. And there are a variety of education pieces that focus on coding, including the growth of quote-unquote boot camps, which allow kids to better understand uh, and get better at coding. But there's an interesting school now focused on coding, and it's reaching out to some of the best and the brightest young adults to be part of their program. The school is called 42, and it was started by French telecom billionaire Xavier Niall, and it has locations in France, but also in Silicon Valley. Brittany Beer is the COO of 42 in Silicon Valley, and she joins us here at the Reimagine Education Conference. Nice meeting you. Nice to meet you, Dan. Thank you very much. Um, I guess let's start with the backstory about how 42 was started by Mr. Neal. Um, so as you mentioned, uh, Xavier Niel is the founder of uh, Free, which is a French telecommunications company. And so one of the days when he was at work, he started talking with one of his top programmers, asking her a little bit about her background, where she came from. And rather than finding that she had been at one of the top schools in France and graduated top of her class, he actually found that she had, up until recently, been a high school dropout and was a hamster salesperson at a pet store. (laughs) So the idea was, how did this young lady go from this kind of a background to being one of the top programmers at a major telecommunications company? And so the answer came from an innovative pedagogy at Web Academy, which is a school uh, developed by Nicolas Sadirac, uh, who is also one of the founders of 42. And this idea that rather than judging an individual on their background and what it is they have or they have not accomplished in their past, uh, we want to test individuals on their motivation and their ability to be able to advance. And so we do this through a very different selection process before coming to the school. And so part of that is part of how you're able to select the people that become part of this uh, of this program, correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, so our selection process consists of two different parts. Uh, the first part is fairly simple. Uh, a potential candidate would go online uh, to our website at 42.us.org, and they would uh, complete two different logic tests. Uh, should they pass this logic test, then they'll be invited to come into an intensive programming session, which we call the piscine. Now, piscine means swimming pool in French, and this is uh, a part where they will be on the campus for 28 days straight 
great seven days a week because if we gave them a weekend, it would make it too easy. And they'll be (laughs) coding their hearts out on a daily basis, learning uh, new exercises and being confronted with new challenges on a daily basis for 28 days. Typically, individuals that succeed are on the campus for about 10 to 15 hours a day. So it is very uh, intense. And at the end of that uh, 28-day period, then we invite uh, the students that have succeeded the challenge to come to our three- to five-year program. So what is it that, that you really see as the need to be so intensive for that period of time to be able to truly understand, I guess, who the best and the brightest are and who can withstand doing this for an extended period of time, correct? Yeah, exactly. Um, So there's a few different things that we're testing for. One is we're testing for motivation. So we wanted to ensure that this student is really committed to what it is uh, they're setting out to do. A lot of times uh, people start coming because they think, well, you know, I love video games. Why not become a computer programmer? Uh, But what they don't understand is that there is a lot of hard work that goes into becoming a successful programmer. Uh, In addition to that, we're also entirely tuition free. So you can imagine in a world where that we live in where we're paying at least $40,000 a year for education, uh, people would come flocking to a completely free program. Right. And so uh, it's really effective way to ensure that the students that are coming are dedicated and motivated and will stick through with the program. Um, and also, too, that this is a type of pedagogy which is suitable to their personal learning style and their personal needs, and if this is a good fit for them. It's essentially a free trial uh, for the school itself before being able to come to the campus. But the understanding uh, of, uh, of what our education piece is right now, and we've talked uh, quite often about the fact that uh, the need for STEM uh, and, and greater numbers of people in STEM, whether it be men, women, whatever, is very important to our society right now, very important to our economy as well. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's something that we really need to focus on, bringing more individuals into STEM, especially uh, women. Uh, women have typically been a minority in the field of tech, and so we are definitely looking to encourage more individuals to be able to access uh, computer programming education, um, and specifically by breaking down different barriers, such as uh, background um, at 42, you can come regardless of whether or not you have your high school diploma. Not that we're encouraging students to drop out of high school. So if you're right, 16 right. years old, definitely hang in there. Uh, you got two more years to go. But if somebody hasn't uh, completed their high school diploma beforehand, uh, they're more than welcome to come to the school if they're over 18. And then also, too, uh, breaking down financial barriers. So oftentimes people can't necessarily pay to go to a higher education school. I myself uh, found myself after my bachelor's degree, I wanted to continue my education, but I couldn't afford to do so here in the United States. So I up and left and I moved to France. Um, so being able to give more opportunities to these individuals that wouldn't necessarily have those types of chances is essential at 42. But the, it's it's interesting when you look at, at the demographic of who you were trying to reach to, it's basically age 18 up to age 30. So you have the quote unquote typical college age people that are coming there, but you also have, I would imagine, quite a few young adults that maybe have been in the workplace for a couple of years, but are looking to go back because of trying to do something different, correct? Yeah, that is precise. Uh, We do have several individuals that have uh, already had uh, some schooling of some sort, uh, be it going to a community college for their AA degree, uh, be it they've already have a bachelor's degree, or they've been out in the workforce for a few years and just haven't found what it is they're looking for and decided to come and reinvent themselves uh, at 42. 
So how many students are, are at the school at any one time? And, and what are the goals for the school? Because it is still relatively new, correct? Yes. Here, at least here in the United States. Yeah, here in the United States, we just opened up in the year 2016. Um, right now, we have over 500 students uh, that are at our 42 Silicon Valley campus. We have over 4,000 at our Paris campus, which has been open since 2013. Um, and we are looking to expand rapidly. So we've got about 1,024 workstations that we have available to our students. 1,024 because that's the number of bytes to a kilobyte. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's why there's that funky number. Um, but uh, we are looking to rapidly expand and bring in more students. And eventually we're looking to also remodel uh, the rest of the building to be able to host even more. Are you looking to, to expand beyond the Silicon Valley at this point because of the fact that it, it's obviously important to everybody across the United States. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's it's so important to be able to uh, reach a very wide variety of individuals because that's where innovation is going to come from. If you're going to go out and seek uh, new people that are coming from different backgrounds uh, that are going to think differently than you. Are we looking to specifically expand here in the United States? At this point, uh, we're not actively seeking a, a new alternative. I think we might be uh, looking more towards Asia for the next uh, campus uh, to bring in new ideas, but you never you never know. Maybe one day I'll get a phone call and <laughs> we'll just go have somewhere else, too. Brittany Beer is the COO of 42 here in the United States. You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. The, the, the students that go through the program, where are they ending up after their, after their time in school? Yeah, so uh, the students that are here at 42 Silicon Valley, um, they've yet to complete the three to five year program, but uh, we already do have some of our individuals who have been snatched up into places like Instacart and LinkedIn. Um, in France, we've had some of them go on to work at IBM and Amazon, uh, also for different companies like Societe Generale, which is a major French bank, and uh, many of the different startups in the area, or some are even creating their own startups. What is the expectation, though, for this type of education going forward in your mind? Because as I alluded to before, there are now seemingly more and more summer coding camps across the United States. There, there's a recognition that you, you have to be able to reach younger kids to be able to get this in their mindset at a younger age. So it would seemingly be that, that this type of education piece would continue to expand in general, whether it be through 42 or some other initiative here in the U.S. across the globe. Um, so I think that computer programming education is going to expand. Uh, we specifically distinguish ourselves from the boot camps in the sense that we are a three to five uh, year program yeah. rather than a three month or a very short intensive program. Uh, we want to help train the students not only to have the specific skills that a boot camp would be able to teach them, uh, but they also need to know how to adapt to the market. So technology is ever-changing. One uh, piece of technology can be the next best thing to completely obsolete within a very short period of time. And so what we are looking to help uh, the students with is not only just learning the technology and uh, becoming computer programmers, but also being able to adapt to the market and to uh, learn these new programs and technologies very quickly. I guess uh, to a degree, the other uh, piece to it is that you don't really know where the, the, the next great student is going to come from. Exactly. So it, it truly is open to 
to anybody in any geographic or economic status around the world at this point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what we've seen with a lot of the uh, very wealthy people now is that you just need to have a really great idea and a lot of determination and hard work that you're willing to put into that idea. It's not just necessarily going to come to you uh, and be something that's easy. We're talking with Brittany Beer, who's the COO of 42 Silicon Valley here in the United States. Uh, you're listening to Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. Uh, the, the school in, in France, with the fact that it is so expansive, where does it draw? I mean, does it literally globally draw uh, for students that want to come there? Yeah, so the school in France is open to uh, all individuals that want to come to the school. Uh, so they do have a lot of Europeans, but France itself is a very multicultural uh, country, uh, drawing from a lot of its former colonies as well. Uh, so there are several individuals from Morocco, Algeria. Um, we also have from Cameroon. Uh, we have different students coming over from Russia, from all over Europe. Uh, I was always working with some that were from uh, England or Congo or uh, right in France or Italy. Uh, so it's a very multicultural environment. So what do you think that experience does for those students specifically? So I think it opens up a whole new perspective on things. Um, if you are constantly going to be in interaction with somebody that comes from the same culture, the same background, the same ethnicity as you, you're not going to be able to have this uh, wealth of diversity um, in your ideas. And it is so essential, uh, especially going into a more globalized marketplace, uh, to have these kinds of skills. But it also, I would think, it allows the students to think beyond their own country, beyond their own borders, to think about what business opportunities could be available to them outside of that region, but also business partnerships that are outside of that region as well. Oh, most definitely. And that's precisely why we chose to go from France to the United States uh, to create these types of international dialogues so that students would be able to uh, learn, understand, and benefit from this exchange of cultures. Great meeting you. Thank you for coming in today. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Brittany Beer, who's the COO of 42 here in the United States. We will take a break and continue on in just a minute from the Reimagine Education Conference here in Philadelphia. You're listening to Knowledge of Wharton on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. 